Welcome to the Effortless English Show with the world's number one English teacher, A.J. Hogue, where A.J.'s more than 40 million students worldwide finally learn English once and for all without the boring textbooks, classrooms, and grammar drills. Here's A.J. with a quick piece to help you learn to speak fluent English effortlessly. I'm A.J. Hogue, the author of Effortless English, Learn to Speak English Like a Native. I train you, I teach you to speak English powerfully, to speak English fluently, to speak English confidently. Join my VIP program to do that. Commit and don't quit at EffortlessEnglishClub.com EffortlessEnglishClub.com Go there. Today, vocabulary lesson. A vocabulary lesson, we will be using the interview. Yesterday's interview with David the Good about gardening, uh, growing your own food. Very interesting. Uh, And, you know, there's some good vocabulary in there. So let's learn some vocabulary from the conversation. So what I hope you will do, listen to this vocabulary lesson. Maybe I'll do another one with the interview, like I did with the Charyaji, same thing. Listen to those um, uh, follow-up shows. I think Acharyaji, I did three. Listen to those and repeat them a few times. It'll help. You know, you need some repetition. You might take notes about the, the new words, uh, but mostly just repetition is the key thing to listen. Then, after you have done that, you've learned those words pretty well, you know them from the repetition, then go back and listen to the interview again, the original interview with Acharyaji. And, uh, you know, hopefully, you will understand even more. You'll catch a lot of those new words in the conversation, in the natural conversation. Uh, so, in this way, you learn vocabulary, you improve your listening, and, uh, and generally improve your English while listening to some very interesting and hopefully useful conversations. What? Hello to everyone who is live. Good to see you. Now, I've got a baby with me, which means we should move quickly. Because this baby is already starting to make noise. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, another thing, really quick. Just a quick update before we start the vocabulary. Uh, I am fasting now. I am fasting. In fact, I am following the fasting, uh, what should we call it, system strategy of Cole Robinson is his name, Cole Robinson, and his YouTube channel is Snake Diet, which is an interesting name. (laughs) Snake Diet. Uh, Taehoon Kim on Gab recommended him you know, for interviewing. Remember, I'm getting suggestions. Who should I interview? And I've gotten a lot of good ones. I have a big, in my notebook here, I have a a page full of names of people to interview in the future or to try to interview, to send them an invitation. And uh, Cole Robinson definitely won. I love his YouTube channel already. I've watched a lot of his videos. Very, very uh, good information. He's getting great results helping people to lose weight, lose fat, and have better fitness and better health and even, you know, heal diseases. And his system, you know, he calls it snake diet, but 
um, it's really a system of fasting. I mean, fasting is the center, the central strategy, the central focus of his um, strategies, his techniques for losing weight, losing, which means, of course, losing fat and uh, just have, being healthy. And you already know that I am a fan of and a supporter of fasting. So what I've decided, though, is that, I mean, already I know I want to interview him if he'll come on the show. Already, I, I'm very interested in him. But I thought it'd be more interesting if I actually use his system. If I actually use his system for a few weeks, and uh, then I have direct experience following, you know, what he's teaching. And I can see the direct results that I get myself. And then I can talk to him. I think it'll be more interesting interview or conversation if I have done that myself. So I'm just going to tell you, he recommends that you that you be public about your goals when you do this, when you do his snake diet, when you're following his fasting uh, routine, one of his routines, that you should be public. So I'm going to go ahead and do that too. So I want to lose 10 kilograms, 10 kilograms, which is about 20, well, I think it's exactly 22 pounds, I believe. So, um, now I know some people say, hey, Jay, you don't look fat, but, and I don't, most of my parts of my body, but it's around my stomach. <laughs> like, uh, you know, many times men get this. Sometimes women get it too, but they, women often get it around their hips, right? Um, but man, it's, it's that stomach, right? So what happened is, as you know, I have, I have twin babies and two months ago when the babies were born and just before they were born, you know, one of the babies has a very, very serious medical problem and it was just a huge amount of stress and I was stressed out and I just, uh, I lost my discipline. I started eating a lot of sugary food, you know, just uh, for like a quick energy, for like a, a quick comfort. So I was eating things like candy bars. I was uh, I was also eating uh, like fast junk food, like eating at places like McDonald's and Wendy's, you know, fast food, uh, bad fast food, junky fast food, French fries, um, candy bars, gummy bears, <laughs> ice cream. <laughs> okay, it's that kind of stuff. Um, and so I gained weight. I paid the price when you eat junky stuff like that you will pay a price. And I paid the price. I added about 10 kilograms of fat, most of it around my stomach. So luckily you can't see it right now on the camera, but it's there, I promise. So 10 kilograms. So I want to lose that 10 kilograms. I want to lose 10 kilograms. That's, I, I feel like I'm overweight, about 10 kilograms. We'll see. You know, he recommends you kind of, you know, also use the mirror. So we'll see as I start getting down, as I start losing that weight, as I start getting closer to that goal, I'll adjust. If I still look kind of fat, feeling kind of fat, I'll try to go for more. If I look really nice and lean and feeling great, then maybe I'll stop a little before that. But somewhere around 10 kilograms, I'm following a system. So I'm, the, the system I'm following is you just do, a, you do fasting. So you'll do um, usually I'd two or three day fast. So you'll do like, a, for example, a three day fast, 72 hours. Then you eat a meal, one meal. He calls it a refeed. Then you immediately start another fast. You do another three-day fast. And then you eat one meal. Then you do another fast. So it's kind of like, um, I would call this uh, chain fasting. Chain fasting. So you're doing a little bit shorter fasts, you know, like say three days or two days. He also, two day, you can also do two-day fasts if you prefer. You can do 48 hours. But anyway, you'll do like a two-day fast, 
eat one meal, then another two day fast, eat a meal, another two day fast, eat a meal. You're kind of chaining them together. You get one little, you know, food in one uh, meal in between each one. So that's kind of what I'm doing right now. That's I started that yesterday. So today I've I've been fasting about 24 hours so far. I'm not sure. I think I'm going to do the 72 hour for my first fast. 72 hours, three days. Then I'll eat a meal. And anyway, we'll see. I'll kind of tell you, you know, day by day. I'll let you know what I'm doing, how I'm feeling, what's going on. Uh, my starting weight is 80 kilograms. I weigh 80 kilograms. 80, exactly. 80.0. Uh, part of this, uh, part of his recommendation is every morning weigh yourself at the same time every morning. Right after you wake up. So I did that this morning. 80 kilograms. So I'll let you know. We'll see. See how it goes. All right, so let's just go ahead and do our vocabulary. Let's get started on the vocab with David the Good. Okay, our first word is abandon. Abandon. Um, I'm going to just write them in the comments for now. I'll do some other system later, but abandon. A-B-A-N-D-O-N. Abandon. Listen carefully. And tell me if you're watching live, please tell me if you can hear it. From a fruit tree after two to three years, that fruit tree just keeps growing. You can abandon it. You can find old fruit trees in houses and farms all over the place that haven't been taken care of for years and they're still making fruit. Okay, so he's saying you can abandon it. He's talking about fruit trees, the advantage of fruit and also nut trees, fruit and nut trees. And the advantage is you can abandon them. You can abandon them, but they will continue to produce food. Even if you do nothing, you leave them alone. So what does abandon mean? Abandon means to leave, to leave, you know, to, to leave and not take care of. So you might say, you know, a mom, like a bad mom, uh, would abandon her children. We'll use the word abandon her children. So she leaves her children and does not take care of them. She abandons them. In uh, this conversation, he's saying you can abandon the fruit trees or the nut trees. You can abandon them. You can leave them and not take care. It's both ideas. To leave and not take care. Combine. So you can leave and not take care of the fruit trees. You can abandon the fruit trees. You can abandon nut trees. But this is the great advantage of fruit and nut trees. You can abandon them. You can leave them for one year. You can leave them for two or three years. Come back. They still have food. They are still growing. In fact, they're getting bigger. They're still producing food. Even though you leave, you ignore them, you never take care, right? You totally abandon them for this long time, but still they're growing and making food. So this is why he's saying that um, fruit and nut trees are such a great choice when you're trying to grow your own food. Now he did say, uh, you know, there's a disadvantage to fruit and nut trees, and that is they're slow to grow, right? So when you, if you plant a, let's say you plant a fruit tree, the first year you get no fruit, right? So it takes a few years until 
they will produce food. So that's the disadvantage of them is they're 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 slow. They take several years until they start making food. But the advantage is that after they start to make food, then they just keep making it and making it and making it really without much work. And that's why he kind of get in the uh, in this conversation, he talks about doing kind of combining. So when you want in the beginning, you're first starting, grow some plants that grow fast. You can immediately eat them, you know, in the same year. But then also grow some fruit and nut trees for the future. Abandon, abandon, abandon. All right, let's move on to the next word, next vocab. Okay, here we go. And if you, please tell me in the comments, uh, just let me know, can you hear David in the video? So I saw what happened when you just left the, everything was left alone for three years. And I could still go in there and harvest. There are hundreds of pounds of roots in the ground that have just become perennial. Okay. So he's talking about this um, food forest, this garden that he, he planted three years ago, three years before, and then he left. He did nothing. He totally abandoned it. And then he came back and he said, I could see what happens, right, with these plants if you abandon them. And he was, hap- he was happy to see that so many of them were still growing, still making food. And uh, he said, I could still harvest. I could still harvest. That's a nice word. To harvest means to, to take the food that you're growing, right? So let's say in a, in a, maybe in a common farm like in North America, you plant in the spring, it grows in the summer, you harvest in the fall. Harvest meaning you take the food so that you can eat it to harvest. So he's saying, you know, even after three years, after three years of doing nothing, he could still harvest a lot of food from this, uh, this food garden he had. Next, he said he, he, there were a lot of root plants. Root, root plants, have, obviously, root plants grow under the ground, right? Like a carrot. Carrot is a root plant, a potato, sweet potatoes, yams. These are all uh, uh, taro. These are root plants. So the, the part you eat, it means the part you eat is the, is the root, right? It's the underground part. And he said, I, f- I was surprised to see the root plants had become perennials. 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 This is an important word for, uh, for plants when you're gardening. A perennial is a plant that always grows, right? It's like, every, uh, it, 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 it's not just one year. So I'm going to type this. Perennial. Oops. Per- oops. Perennial. Put it in the comment. Um, perennial. Perennial. A perennial is a plant that grows and grows and grows and grows. It, it, so, for example, uh, you know, like a, a nut tree. Right? Every year. You don't have to plant it every year. Right? You can, you plant it one time and, and then every year it's still making food. It just comes back. It comes back every year. Or if you're in a tropical climate, it just, it never goes away. Like a coconut tree is a perennial, right? It's, it's just always growing. Always growing, always making coconuts. Um, like, a, a, the difference would be, say, let's say a, a carrot, on the other hand, if you grow a carrot, right, you grow it, but it's only good for one season, then you have to pull it out of the ground, you eat it, it's gone, you have to plant a new carrot 
right, again after that. So that's not a perennial. Carrots are not perennials. But he was saying that these roots, these roots, um, the roots are that he had were almost like perennials. They were just growing and growing and growing and growing. Like you could almost just dig some out and eat it, but then they were so big and they were growing so much that he did not need to plant them again and again and again. Um, the opposite of a perennial is... Uh, is d- different names, but the, probably the most common name would be an, an annual. The, the common type is an, an annual. Annual meaning year or yearly, right? So annual plants means you, every year you have to plant them again. Or really, what it means is every every year or every time you harvest them, you must plant them again and again. So you have to keep planting them again and again and again and again. Annuals. Perennials come back again and again automatically. Okay, next he's going to mention some plant names. Let's learn some plant names. There are yams that are growing in the ground that are perennial yams. I dug roots this big out of the ground there. Wow. He says there are yams that are perennial yams. I dug yams out of the ground this big, and he's, he's showing really large. Right, so yams. A yam is like a sweet potato. It's very similar to a sweet potato, right? So they're kind of all in the same category. Potato, sweet potato, yam. Yam and sweet potatoes especially are very, very similar in taste and they look quite similar. Um, so he's saying they, the yams in his uh, garden that he left, that he abandoned, uh, had become so big and were growing so much that they were like perennials. Like they just kept growing and growing and growing without planting them again. Cucumbers and annual, Jordan says. Yeah, that's right. What else? Let's listen to some more. After years of just not nobody doing anything, there's probably four to five hundred pounds of citrus fruit, oranges, kumquat. Okay, they're probably four to five hundred pounds. So uh, four kilos, just half of that. So two hundred kilos, two hundred fifty kilos of citrus fruit. Citrus fruit. You might know this already, but citrus fruit is, uh, it's the kind of fruit, it's like uh, oranges, uh, grapefruits. He mentions kumquat. Kumquat is a kind of plant that's a a citrus fruit, right? They're usually very high in vitamin C. Uh, I think lemons and limes are also citrus fruits. I have to look up citrus fruits. They probably because they have citric acid in them. That would be my guess. I'm not sure why they're called citrus fruits, but it's that it's that category of fruits, fruit trees. Usually they have to grow in warm climates, right? So oranges, grapefruits, lemons, limes, kumquat. He mentioned kumquat, <laughs> which is a strange little food. All right, let's move forward a little bit. Okay, in the video, okay, let me just find the, the spot. Okay. okay, now the next part, I'm, you're going to hear my question, and I'll say the phrase, bang for the buck. Bang for the buck is an idiom. Bang for the buck means uh, like value, highest value, or best return on investment. I'll explain it in a minute. And then you'll hear a few more plant names, uh, radish, uh, string beans, and basil. Maybe I'll do a quick Google search and we'll, and we'll show you some pictures of those. 
kind of like that little space you showed on your video. So not a very large area to grow in. And, you know, what, what kind of plants would you suggest starting with uh, that are going to give the most bang for the buck or the time? Well, it depends on what your goal is. Mm-hmm. You know, if you approach it with the goal of, I would like food as fast as possible. I want to start growing my own food as fast as possible and start getting healthy, organic, pesticide-free food. Mm-hmm. You might start with growing your own salad garden plant some lettuce seeds, some spinach seeds. You might plant some snap peas, some some uh, string beans, uh, radishes, mustard greens, basil. Okay, so just as um, mostly it says this is a, a list of a lot of different plants you can, these are kind of annual plants that you can, uh, but they grow very fast. So in just a couple months, you have a lot of food, right? He's saying that when you're just beginning and you want to, it, have food very fast that you can eat you can grow salad foods these kind of plants that you can use in a salad they're very healthy you can make them organic it's their, your own food and they grow quickly just a couple months and you've got a bunch of food um, so I asked him the question what plants give you the most bang for the buck meaning they give you the most value for the smallest amount of money or, um, or it can also kind of mean time they give you the most value for the least amount of time. Bang for the buck means the kind of value. And then he lists a bunch. He says string beans. Let's just do a Google search and I'll show you or duck duck go search. I don't want to promote Google. Do a duck duck go search and I'll just see if I can find some pictures of these. So string beans, that's one plant he mentioned. Ah, right there. You can kind of, uh, hopefully you can see these pictures on my if you're if you're watching the video if you're not it's a long green bean the string bean is a long green bean in fact uh that's what i always we used to call them in my family my parents they always just called them green beans green beans but they're long kind of thin green beans that's a string bean because it looks like a string um a radish is a root and it's red yeah so images of radishes. See, yep. So if you're watching on video, it looks like uh, like a like a beet, b e e t. Um, it's like it's like a little round. Usually they're round, sometimes long. But it's kind of uh, it's round and it's red. They can be they can sometimes taste a little bit spicy, sometimes not. But it's called a radish. And then he mentions basil. You want it? You want to take baby shot? You're, you're sure? You can do it. Just I'm, it's I'm already halfway done. So okay, okay, you baby break. Okay, we're taking a break so baby can go with mom. Thank you. Sorry, mm-hmm. baby. Oh, you're 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 way way out of the camera. Thank you. All right, baby baby break. Okay, basil. Basil. Now, I will say, I have grown basil myself. Basil is super, super, super easy to grow. I, like I said, I did gardening one time uh, many years ago, and uh, this was one I grow. It grows really easily and big, and basil is a kind of herb. Uh, it's used in Italian cooking. It's used in many different kinds of cooking. Uh, it tastes nice. smells really nice smell. Basil. Now, another plant we have heard is yam. I'll just see if I can, I'll just show you what a yam looks like if you're watching on the video. 
a yam, you can see, looks like a sweet potato, very similar. So the outside looks like a potato. It looks very similar to a regular potato. But when you cut it open, it's, uh, well, sometimes they're white, but often they'll be kind of this, uh, kind of an orange color, a yam or a yellow. That's a yam. And then taro. Taro is a tropical root plant. Uh, lots of like island cultures, Hawaii, Guam, they grow taro root. It's a good source of uh, energy, uh, carbohydrates, calories, easy to grow. It's also root. Uh, if you're watching, it looks, you know, it's it kind of, uh, again, it's just kind of, it's white on the inside and brown on the outside. Taro. Right, good. Let's just have a quick discussion. You can ask questions if you like, um, and I'll try to explain. And yeah, let's go to our live comments and questions. So that gives you uh, a few phrases and words and the names of some plants, some veggies, veggies and fruits. First of all, just a quick hello to let's hi to everybody who's joining live as usual. Seems like he wanted to promote his YouTube channel, so we'll put that there. Martha says, uh, hi from Washington, D.C. I love your baby. Ha ha ha, thank you. We love her too. Mm. Everyone's saying hi to the baby. You all could hear, yeah, everyone could hear the baby in the background. Uh, Kai J Pandora, hello, in Thailand. Okay, just scrolling through comments here, just a second. Lots of people just saying hello, of course, at the beginning of the show. Farley says, uh, I'm a big fan of your podcast. Hello from Indonesia. Hi, Farley. Slavika, thanks for everyone. People saying good luck for, to me on the snake diet. Slavika, thank you. Cleefy, uh, thank you also. Okay, root plants. Beets. That's also a root plant. B-E-E-T. They're red, right? Kind of sweet often. Okay, just getting down to the bottom here. Mm, this is interesting. Mustafa says, uh, integrated pest management is the most effective way for planting. I think that's what he was kind of talking about yesterday. Um, where he was talking about that uh, when you have a garden, you want to keep a, uh, next to the garden, basically. Next to the garden or near the garden. You want to keep a lot of wild plants growing. Let them grow. Uh, wildflowers, bushes, weeds, all of that stuff. Because in those wild areas, you will have the good, the good uh, insects, like wasps. Wasps look like bees, kind of, right? They're, but they're long, kind of a little longer. 
wasps and lots of other bugs but good bugs that will live in those wild areas and then they will come and they will eat the bad bugs so they the good bugs will come into your garden and attack the bad bugs and eat a lot of them so you don't so he's like he said you don't want to get rid of all those wild areas those natural wild growing areas don't cut them all down don't get rid of them you actually want them next to and around your gardens and little farms uh, because they uh, that's where the good insects will grow and live and they will help to control the bad ones that eat your eat your plants so i don't know exactly what integrated pest management is but i'm guessing it's something like that um Dara asking a very good question. What is the difference between a potato and a sweet potato? Um, potatoes are, uh, you know, on the outside, they're, they're both kind of brown, right? Kind of brown or gray even. Uh, but a potato is white on the inside. A sweet potato is usually uh, orange, maybe yellow. I think usually orange. And then the taste, uh, you know, you can kind of guess from the name, sweet potatoes taste sweet. They taste sweeter. Uh, you know, uh, a white potato, not really sweet. It's kind of more of a, we say, we say starch. It's, you know, like rice or something. It's kind of that, that sort of flavor. Maybe a little sweetness, but not so much. Um, or, or like, like bread or, you know, you know what I mean? You've probably had French fries or something. You, so you kind of know what a, what a potato tastes like. Then a sweet potato is definitely sweet. There's a sweetness to it. It's uh, I like sweet potatoes. I like sweet potatoes better than potatoes because uh, they do have that little bit of that nice sweetness. And from what I've read, as far as I know, sweet potatoes are actually a little better in terms of nutrition. They have they just have more nutrients. It's a better better nutrition for sweet potatoes. And then yams. I mean, honestly. Uh, for yams and sweet potatoes taste basically the same to me. <laughs> I don't really notice a difference in the taste very much. I get confused. A yam and a sweet potato for me are almost the same. I'm sh I know there's probably differences, but I don't know what they are. They taste very, very close. Okay, so Rafiko asking how to get rid of weeds in the garden. Now, I... I, I I'm not an expert on gardening at all. I'm not even good at gardening. <laughs> and I'm not even doing it right now. So I'm probably a bad person to ask. But I, I think I'm just going to answer from what I read in his book, David the Good's book, that uh, a lot of it, you just go out there and you just pick them out real quick. You know, just each day you, you go through your garden, you, you pick out some of the weeds and that's all. Um, we can ask him when he comes back. He's going to come back again. We're going to, we'll talk, we'll ask, we can ask him more questions next time. I'll, I'll, I'll ask fewer questions and give you all more of a chance to ask. Garrison's asking, AJ, what is your basic diet? I would say it's kind of a primal diet is mostly what I eat. So, you know, fruits and vegetables, meats and fishes, and I will do dairy too. But I'd say overall, my main thing is when I'm when I'm being healthy, not not last, not two months ago, <laughs> but when I'm being healthy and disciplined, that I'm just trying to eat real food, eat real natural food, not processed food, not not food from a box, you know, uh, avoiding processed sugar as much as possible, eating just those real food. And, you know, I'm living in Japan, uh, so I eat just kind of a lot of Japanese food, traditional Japanese foods normal Japanese foods, which are actually quite healthy.
Yeah, great. Sarah says, I love growing flowers and plants so much. Yeah, that's fantastic. I really want to do it. I've been living in cities for, oh, over 10 years now. And uh, actually more than that, maybe 12 years, 15 years. I'm really tired of cities. <laughs> I'm ready to go back to the countryside. I, I, grew up in, well, I grew up in the suburbs. And then in my 20s and 30s, I lived in kind of a like a medium-sized town, but with lots of lots of parks and lots of trees and everything. And so city living, I, I, I don't really like city living that much. Ah, now see, here's Tata saying, right, you can grow an onion at home, even if you live in an apartment. Green parts that grows in just two weeks. It's very nice for salads. And thanks for the idea on basil. Yeah, basil is another nice one. It grows very fast, very easy. You could probably grow that in an apartment or like a little, like on a window of an apartment. There's a few things like that. I think you can grow, uh, I think you can grow potatoes. We'll ask, this is another question for David when he comes back. Uh, I didn't ask him this time, but you know, kind of urban gardening. Like what kinds of things could you grow in an apartment? I'm curious what he what he would recommend. What is the al the AI that you recommend for bees? I'm not sure what you mean by the qu I don't understand the question. I'm interested in beekeeping though. That that also seems like very interesting. Create your own honey and wax and everything. Um, cool. Hey Giuliano and Sardinia. Yeah, like Anna says, I recommend a balanced diet. This diet gives your body nutrients. Yeah, that's exactly, that's pretty much what I do. I kind of follow the Jack LaLanne uh, approach now, which is just a, a, a balanced variety of diet. Like um, Cole Robinson, again, this is something else I like about him, the snake diet guy, as he kind of says, you know, look, food is not a religion. Food is, don't be crazy about food. These with these extreme diets, eat natural foods, a large variety. Uh, and that, honestly, that's what works for me, old school. Uh, Jordan, wasps are called hornets, right? Um, I think technically, you know, specifically, they're actually different, but they're, yeah, similar, same kind of uh, group of insects, right? They're very similar, but they are, but no, but I'm not sure if hornets are a kind of wasp or I don't really know, but yeah, they're very similar hornets and wasps. Yeah, like, um. Ramachandra Draredi says, green leaves can easily be grown in our yard and they're also good for health. Yeah, exactly. You know, you can grow so many of these green leaf plants. Uh, spinach and he mentioned mustard greens are really good. Uh, kale, um, lettuce, different kinds of lettuces. Uh, you know, those green leaf plants, they're pretty easy to grow. I do remember that because uh, I did grow... So I did grow those pretty easily too, those green leaf plants. And they have a good, very good nutrition, high nutrition and easy to grow. Very simple. Ah, Fernando, great. Fernando says, I visited David the Good's uh, YouTube channel. It's very interesting. I could understand almost everything. His pronunciation is so outstanding and easy to understand. See, I find good people. I find people who speak English well. He does. He also has a standard uh, standard American accent. Uh, I don't know if he's originally from Florida. I don't know if he grew up there, but I know he lived there for quite many years. Um, uh, 
Oh, Gerson's asking, do you avoid gluten? Mostly. I'm not crazy about it. Like, I don't... Uh, I have a cousin who totally avoids gluten, so she will not... Even, like, soy sauce has a little bit of gluten in it. She won't use it. You know, I'm not like that. <laughs> it's too too much stress. I, it, and honestly, I don't... Gluten doesn't really bother me. I can eat it, and it won't... It doesn't... I don't have any symptoms. I don't have any terrible problems. I just... Uh, Honestly, the reason I avoid bread and pasta is more is just the the carbs. It's just a large amount of carbs. But you know, I, I mostly avoid gluten. But um, uh, it's it probably is healthy to avoid gluten, at least modern gluten. You know, the modern stuff. But uh, I'm not like I'm not I'm not a fanatic about it. I'm not crazy about it. I'll eat bread sometimes, you know, occasionally. Rafikal says, my parents grow almost every vegetable food in our food garden. We're having natural foods. Yes, you know, this is another point I wanted to mention that, uh, which we kind of discussed with David, is that um, you can eat like a rich person. You can be poor, spend less money on food, save a lot of money on food, but you're actually eating better than most rich people. You know, like we were talking about in the you know, mentioning in, in America, rich people, they go to Whole Foods, it's kind of a supermarket chain and they sell organic food and, you know, people with money will spend, spend three or four times more money for the organic food. And David said, yes, the organic food he thinks is better, but it's still like a little bit old. It's not, not the same freshness, not the same nutrition level as your own food. If you grow it yourself in your own little garden, and then you, it's organic. You're not putting chemicals on it. And then you just, you just take it from your garden and you eat it that right away. You're eating it, you know, like the same day. That is the freshest, the highest quality, the best nutrition. Better than even what rich people are doing. And in fact, by growing it, you're saving money. You're spending less money, but getting much, much higher quality. You know, your quality of life, your quality of nutrition is, is better than a rich person's, even if you're very poor. I like this. See, this is what I mean when I'm talking about simplicity, right? Um, it's the same, the reason, one of the reasons I like Cole Robinson over at Snake Diet. Same idea. You know, he's teaching people how to lose weight and be in great shape, physical shape. And he also talks a lot about simplicity. You know, like you don't need to spend a lot of money. In fact, you save money. When you fast, you don't eat. You spend less money on food. You spend less money on restaurants. And you get stronger and healthier. This is why I like body weight exercise. So, like, I don't like going to the gym. Cole, Cole likes the gym. It's just fine. Gyms are fine, but I don't, I'm kind of sick of gyms. For me, they waste a lot of time going there, coming home, uh, and they cost money. I can just work out in my own apartment in much less time, super convenient, and uh, no, no money, free. So, you can do all these things, and you can actually have a higher quality of life than someone who is quite rich just by being smart. Uh, Glauber talking about Argentina. Great interview, AJ. I had a useful experience with little farms in Argentina this past year. Next time, bring this topic, simplicity, maybe some permaculture expert. Well, it's kind of what we were talking about, permaculture. And I'll explain in a minute. It can complement David the Good's wisdom. There is another guy I want to um, 
interview i have a few of his books and they're, they're kind of similar topics as david the good and he talks very specifically about permaculture but that's what the food forest idea is that david was talking about with the fruit trees and the nut trees and then other things perma meaning permanent right perennial they all have that similar root in meaning permanent Right, so permaculture, I'm very interested. So this is growing, again, growing gardens or little farms that you do not have to constantly work, 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 work like a slave planting every year, putting all new plants again and again and again. Instead, they're, after a few years, when you get it growing a while, that most of the plants, maybe not all, but, but at least most of them are perennials. They're permanent plants so that they just keep creating food, lots of food with very little work. And you can you can go travel for one year and come back and a lot of the plants are still there, still producing food. That's the idea of permaculture. Glauber is it's I, I agree, it's very interesting to me. We don't like sweet potatoes in Kurdistan. What? Well, they're great. Mushrooms, Bakir, yes, mushrooms. Um, my wife's grandparents grow shiitake mushrooms. So again, uh, yeah, actually, um, David mentioned some friend of his growing mushrooms and uh, just eat. And again, like at a store, you will spend huge amounts of money. You can on these uh, very nice um, food mushrooms or medicinal mushrooms that, that have kind of like uh, healing effects to help your body get really strong and be healthy like shiitake Jap the Japanese have a lot of them shiitake maitake uh, reishi um, anyway you can but my uh, wife's grandparents grow the shiitake they just and they just for super cheap <laughs> they just have some wood and they put put them in there and they grow after i think it's a year a couple years and then they've got huge amounts bags big bags full of these shiitake mushrooms at the store they would cost a huge amount of money or if you buy a supplement right like in a pill form powder form very 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 expensive but they're getting huge 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 amounts of these mushrooms for very 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 little money yeah, so mushrooms are kind of cool to grow. We grew some, uh, Tomoe and I, my wife and I grew some mushrooms uh, indoors this winter, last winter, at my, at my family's house. <laughs> we grew some. It was kind of cool. Yeah, Karam says, I graduated from agriculture college. I have some experience with how plants grow. Perfect. Great. Yeah, Rafiko, I know I'm fasting too. <laughs> he says, I like sweet potatoes a lot, but your by talking and ex your explanation, I'm getting very hungry to eat because I'm fasting now. Yeah, I'm fasting right now too, so <laughs> this was a bad topic for today. <laughs> Everybody fasting and we're going to be hungry. Oh, well. Oh, well. Tamar asks again, is there some plants we can grow inside the home? There are for sure, I'm just not an expert about it. Uh, like I said, I have grown mushrooms indoors. I've done that myself. That's pretty easy. Um, and then you can maybe if you have a little window or like a window box garden, you can probably grow uh, some green green plants. I guess if you had like an, a, a like a, a grow light, a, a special 
light for growing plants indoors, then you can grow lots of different things. Bruno says, Hi, Jay, how are you? I lived with my grandparents in the countryside until the age of 10. I would always help them milk cows and grow crops. Life was really simple in a good way. I'm really grateful for that experience. Most people have no idea where their food comes from, and that's insane. Yeah, right? I know. Like, we, you know, people think that food comes from a, a box in a, in a store. And they lo we've lost, most people, we have lost our connection to the earth. This is one reason we've lost the connection to the earth. We don't even have a feeling for how our food is grown where it comes from and the quality is much less when you know if, when you grow your own it's much better yeah like Zagro says I grew basil in my balcony I think that would be a really easy one to grow on a balcony it's uh yeah Suzanne says, I love sweet potatoes. Yeah, sweet potatoes are good. Oh, we're talking about sweet potatoes. I'm getting hungry. <laughs> okay, so um, Elia says, what kind we use grains and where can we use beans? Um, well, you know, like David was talking about, he recommended nut trees nut trees uh, instead of grains because see grains like rice what's a grain wheat and rice are the two most uh, popular grains but they require a lot of land you know to get enough to eat um, it's kind of a lot of land and, and they also require a lot of work it's a lot of work to grow rice is famous for being right so much work to grow rice so but a nut tree can replace that you can get a lot of the kind of even better nutrition much better nutrition even from a big nut tree and then it's very little work you plant it one time take care of it for a couple of years it starts creating nuts and then it just grows and grows and grows and more and more and more and more nuts so that can give you a lot of good calories decent nutrition some, you know fat higher in fat so you get fat and carbohydrates both from many nuts so that sounds good Cliffy, I don't have a garden, but I want to get rid of belly. There you go. Me too. Society and the fake media have been bombarding us with the message. Fasting is a starvation to look better. You must eat three meals a day. A lot of people believe this ignorant thoughts is great to tell us your experience. Yep. Yep. Well, we'll get Cole on. He's very entertaining. Uh, but yeah, you know, you can't trust the media. The, the media is fake. You know, they lie about everything. Media and schools lie about everything. Everything. In fact, it's so bad now that if I see something in the media, I hear it in the media, I immediately think probably the opposite is true. <laughs> I immediately think, I know they, they lie so often, probably it's the opposite. If they say fasting is bad for you, then I think, oh, fasting must be good. <laughs> because they're such liars. They want you to take drugs. You know? They want you to go to the doctor and spend huge amounts of money and take all their their chemical drugs, you know, for all your diabetes and your all their different health problems. They don't want you to know that the simplest and easiest way to heal many of your problems 
is to just stop eating. Like this is my, this is what I do when I get sick. Let's say if I get a little sick, like a cold, I'm nothing serious. Just I get a cold, I got a, you know, like the flu or the cold. Oh, I don't feel very good. So what's the first thing I do? First thing I do, very first thing I do is just take a bunch of vitamin C. I take a lot of vitamin C. And I might take a few other herbs or something that help with immune system. That's the first thing I try. Often that works. That's just, just that, only that is enough and I feel better the next day. No problem. Sometimes that doesn't work. It's not enough. And, uh, you know, it's still kind of staying. It's staying. I got this, you know, my nose is or something. And so the next thing I do is I fast. If you want to get better, fast. And you just fast until you feel better. And your body, like, will just start to naturally heal itself from fasting. That's, you know, I don't take, I don't take drugs. I don't take any, and by, I don't go to the store. I don't get, I don't take Tylenol. I don't take uh, any cold medicine. I definitely don't do flu vaccinations. I don't do any of that stuff. Just, you know, vitamin C and fasting. Well, most normal things, most things that will, that's a, all you need. And uh, it also can help prevent more serious things if you fast regularly. You know, this fasting is a big topic. We'll get Cole on here. Like I said, I want my own experience with his system first because then I can have a cool conversation with him, right? I, I have something, I kind of, uh, gives me better questions I can ask him and things. Uh, but he'll, he'll talk a lot about this. I've already seen a lot of his videos. He talks about all these topics. Also, Paul Bragg, you know, really old school. He's not alive now, but Paul Bragg in America, in America, was one of the early... Um, we say proponent, he's supporters of fasting. He wrote a great book uh, about fasting. And he lived to be 93 or 94. I've mentioned him before. He died surfing. So at the age of 93, he was surfing in the ocean. Hmm? So quite a healthy guy, had a long life. He also, fasting, fasting, fasting. So fasting is very powerful. It is powerful. So yeah, it's not... You know, the problem is, you know, the media, they want you to just eat, 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 buy, 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 buy. And then when you get fat and sick, go to the doctor. Now take all these drugs, 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 drugs. And then be miserable. That's no. But they don't want you to know that, you know, vitamin C is super, super, super cheap. Fasting is free. In fact, you save money when you fast. Right? Instead of spending all that money and all that junk, you just stop eating. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> okay, Vladislav with a nice comment. I've had relatives living in villages, having gardens. They tell us it's a great deal of work. You have to work every day. You get tired. Well, that's why I like David the Good's approach. It's lazier. <laughs> it's effortless. Not quite effortless, but you, you know what I mean. Holding a cow is terrible. You become a slave to your cow. Every day you must get up and milk her. Yes. In the evening, you have to walk back, milk again. There are more problems with cows I'm unaware of. Of course, you must prepare for winter for the cow. I know some people move from a village to a city and they seem glad. Well, this is what we were talking about yesterday, Vladislav. And uh, at the beginning of the conversation yesterday, he was talking about this. Why his approach, you know, his method, David's method of, of growing and gardening and farming. He wants to get the minimum amount of work. He does not want what you're talking about. He wants to give you the most food for the smallest amount of work. 
It's kind of like me with English, right? Effortless English. It's, we could call it effortless farming. <laughs> so I talked to him. I mentioned this specifically because there's another guy uh, at Unauthorized TV. There's another guy. His name is Owen. And he's, he's also getting like a little gardens and farming. But he has goats and he has chickens. He has animals. And that's what I was telling. I was saying to David, like, that's so much work. You become a slave to these animals. He talks about he can never leave his house because he has to constantly like milking the goats all the time and he's become this slave. It's this huge amount of work. So that's why I asked David to come. I wanted to interview David because David teaches how to do this without being a slave to the animals. When you have, and so David said yesterday, when you have animals, then, then it becomes much, much, much more work, right? Because you can't abandon the animals. If you abandon the animals, they die, Right? So you can't abandon them. You have to be with them all the time, taking care of them. It can be a lot of work, especially a really big animal like a cow. And even some plants, and again, like wheat or corn, you know, it's a lot of work to grow enough. You can't just abandon it. You can't leave for a month. But the food forests, the permaculture, what David was talking about, that's totally different. A fruit tree, an apple tree, you can plant the apple tree leave for one year, come back, the apple tree's still there, it's still making apples every year. Yes, it's better if you kind of, you know, sometimes you have to cut it a little bit and do a few things, but it's, it's a very small amount of work. But you're getting this huge benefit of all those apples every year. So that's what, that's the kind of uh, strategy he has. It's, some people call it permaculture, some people call it a food forest, but the idea is to reduce that work, make the work very small, choose plants that are always making food, always growing. Yeah, Ramachandra Dreddy says, uh, imagine everybody in the world growing their own organic food. There will be no hospitals. Right, imagine everyone growing their own healthy food, fasting, exercising, you know, well every day. Maybe learning some things about, you know, herbs that help with different sicknesses, you know, different plants that help you if you get sick and different things. I don't know about no hospitals, but there would be far fewer hospitals, right? It would be a whole different system. Zagros says, My husband grows in our garden many products like cucumbers, tomatoes, and watermelon, and okra. All very good. My weakness is oh, sweets. Garrison, I know the feeling. <laughs> is the word lentil? Lentils. Countable or uncountable? One lentil, two lentils, countable. Thanks, Zeno. Lots of love to you, too. Asking me about Buddhism. Yes, I definitely follow the Buddhist teachings. Says, two. 
I would say I'm a Dharmi Buddhist, if that makes sense. Buddhism within Sanatana Dharma tradition. Yeah, some Sarah's saying like, you know, some people do a very strong diet, but it's dangerous for health. Instead, we should eat healthy food. Yeah, I found the two. You know, I've experimented with some extreme diets. Uh, I tried to be a vegan for a while. Um, I tried the raw food diet and uh, the long-term effects were not good for me. Health, health and mental health both were affected negatively. You know, I, I had bad effects from those. And I find that, you know what? Here's proof too. Guys like Paul Bragg, like just, I know two famous American examples, Paul Bragg and uh, Jacqueline Lane. Two guys, they both lived to be over 93, 94 years old. When they were 90, in their 90s, so 94 years old, they were still strong and healthy. They were still active. Jack Lane wrote a new book when, in his 90s. Uh, he was, I saw him, interviews with him. He was had a lot of energy, uh, very physically active. Paul Bragg, same thing. So I look at those guys. What did they teach? They taught, you know, real food, healthy food, and also balance, a nice variety. And of course, plenty of exercise and fasting. That's interesting, Slavica. Biosynosis is, is Latin. It means community of plants. They live together and support each other. Biosynosis exists everywhere in nature. Yeah, that's also kind of part of this permaculture idea that you grow all these plants together and the plants kind of help each other. So maybe you have a fruit tree and then next to that you have a bush like a, like blueberries and maybe a vine like grapes growing up into the tree. And then you plant some other little guys and maybe plant some strawberries around that. So you've got all these different levels of plants. They're all kind of fitting together and they're all making food. Biosynosis, that's a new word for me. All right, almost time for me to go. What is the meaning of mushroom? A mushroom is a kind of plant. I'll show you very fast. If you're watching on video, mushroom. All right, well, if you're watching on video, there are a lot of pictures of mushrooms. They are called, they're fungi, a kind of fungus is the kind of plant they are. Um, and there you go, you know, they grow out of the ground, usually in kind of wet areas, uh, maybe a little dark. They don't usually grow in the direct sun so much, more in like places that are under the shade. Some of them grow on trees. Um, oh, let me, I'm not sure, you don't see my screen. One second, sorry. Fungi. There we go. These are mushrooms. If you're watching, mushrooms. You can see on the screen. All right. A couple more questions and then time for me to go take care of a baby. Okay, long one from Sagittarius SF. Good afternoon, sir. I'm one of your online audience who is from Myanmar. Hello. I can speak English now because I've been listening and watching your videos and audio a lot. Now I know how to learn English language right the right way. I'm trying uh, my best now. I'm practicing my speaking skills, listening skills by speaking with my friends daily, joining live sessions like the day like 
also daily. However, I feel happy or unhappy. Doesn't matter. Thank you so much, sir. I want to be fluent in English later. Well, you're going to do great. You're doing everything correctly. So thank you for sharing that and keep going. Don't quit. Keep going. Excellent. You're doing everything right. Yeah, Lisa, I also, when we get David back, different plant recommendations for different climates, right? Because, right, I'm in, so in Japan, he's in the tropics. So he was saying, you know, tropics are great. You can grow all year. Uh, Tomoe and I lived in uh, Hawaii for one year. And uh, Hawaii's, again, Hawaii, you can grow all year, which is great. But then, you know, here in Japan, no, we have winters. And Europe and North America, same thing. Most of North America in Europe, you've got winters to deal with, so you have to kind of we adjust and grow different kinds of plants. Um, Sharo asking a question about what do you think about using protein and hormones for those who are in the gym? I used to do protein shakes and things, but honestly, I don't think you need it. I don't think it's not not necessary. Just eat real food. If you want, if you people who need protein are people who are um, you know protein rebuilds your body. So you need extra protein when you're breaking your body, basically, right? Your muscles, right? So, for example, people who are lifting hard, heavy weights a lot. So what happens is that, you know, the, the muscles get a little damaged uh, every time you do that. That's why they get there in pain and they're sore. And so what, and when you eat, you need protein, you eat the protein and it rebuilds the muscle, hopefully bigger and stronger. But I think the best way is just eat, eat eat real food eat food get the protein from food eggs for example are great you can eat a lot of eggs you could eat steak i don't know <laughs> um hormones are a bad idea hormones are a bad idea but they have bad side effects that you eat. so don't want to do that nice sarah when you want to open a, a nursery that sounds great Alexi again. Hey, Alexi. I'd, unfortunately, I had no time to see your live show, but I'd like to share my opinion about this topic and independence as a whole. I find myself, though, that we should only have a private house to be independent completely. In this case, you'll have a garden where you can grow everything. You can put electrical panels on your roof. You can get energy free. You can put a pump in the ground and get water. Afterwards, you'll be completely independent You'll be able to say goodbye to municipal services in your country. Yeah, that's called being um, off-grid. There's a, kind of an idiom, off-grid, off-grid. Uh, you'll see this a lot and sometimes in, in online. Off-grid means you, you're off the system. You don't need the water system from the city. You don't need the electricity from the city. You're completely independent. Some people go, one way you can do it is like solar panels and power. But another way, even more than that, you can go, uh, what is, I don't know if there's a name for it, but basically no electricity also. So it's basically using the technology from the 1800s, early 1800s, before electricity, right? So, so for lighting, you would use, you know, you would put windows in your roof for example, in your house. Uh, at night, you would use candles and lamps. So there's no, no power at all, no electrical power. That's an even simpler system. And there are some actually very nice, very comfortable ways you can make a house uh, without that. That's super off-grid. <laughs> it's like low-tech, low-tech off-grid, maybe we could call it. 
That's I'm interested in that. I'm interested in low tech off grid. Now probably I will still add electricity over that, you know. But I would like to design a, a home that does not require, not require, doesn't need electricity, right? That I can have everything, even with no electricity. And we're very comfortable. So, you know, like a stove for cooking, you maybe use your burning wood, a wood stove for, for your heating, same thing. And then once, I, once it's designed that way, I don't need it, but then I would add the electricity after as an extra, as a luxury. But if, you know, if there is a storm, if there's a problem and the electricity's cut, ah, no problem, we don't need it. That's my idea. Jailan, what do you think about plant-based diets? So I can only tell you my experience, my, per- my personal experience. I tried, to, I, I was a vegetarian for many years. I tried to be vegan, I tried to do raw. Vegan and raw were not good for me. I got very, uh, just it didn't do well. My health went down. I think vegetarian, regular vegetarian, what we in America, what's called just vegetarian. Uh, I think you can do that. I think that is possible if you do it intelligently. That that can be healthy. Amar says, "Yeah, what you say about the media is true. I don't trust them. Yeah, yeah it's mind control." Yeah, Vincenzo says, you know, if you think about it, when you're sick, you're not really hungry. Your body knows the power of fasting. Yes. Paul Bragg wrote about this. Like when an animal gets sick, what does it do? It wants to lay down and doesn't want to eat. It doesn't want to run around. It wants to just rest and not eat. It fasts. It naturally fasts. That's how a lot of animals heal themselves when they're injured or when they have some kind of sickness. Right? But we as people, we think we have to constantly eat. You're not going to die if you don't eat for a few days. You won't die. You might feel a little tired or something. It's no big deal. And you'll probably feel hungry. But you won't die. Yeah, Tamara says, you know, Muslims are fasting one month Ramadan every year. They don't die. Right? They don't die from that. It's a good practice. It's a really good practice. Cucumber with chili. Oh, Jordan said cucumber with chili, someone recommended, or cucumber with salt. Those both sound good. And Taha, no problem. Taha says, I have been busy with exams, could not join live recently. This is the most beneficial show ever. No worries. Good to see, just good to see you today. Yes, Lavika, I have my own garden one day. I put some photos on Gab writing about a story with, yep. Thank you very much. It's very cute. Fernando says, I've done fasting once in my life. I didn't do it the right way. I almost died because I didn't drink water. Yeah, that's a... That's called dry fasting. It's a lot more intense. I've never done it, but it's definitely much more intense and you have to be careful. And after that, I've never did fasting anymore. 
right. You know, so like Muslims, I believe in with Ramadan, they eat at night. So it's a, it's like a 24 hour fast. It's like a series of 24 hour fasts, right? So they're fasting all day. Um, Cole Robinson, you know, snake diet. He talks about doing, uh, you can do 24 hour fast. So you're just eating one, one meal per day. So it's kind of similar to the Ramadan thing. Um, or you could, he recommends also 48 hour fast. So you just, you fast two days, but you're drinking, you're drinking a kind of a uh, little bit water with a little bit of salt in it, salt and potassium, just your body needs that. So you're still drinking that stuff. He calls it snake juice, but it's, it's electrolytes. Um, so you can do two day fast, three day fast with that. Um, so yeah, you know, the, then it's not, and then it's no big deal. Your body can certainly survive without food for a long time. For most normal people, uh, it's no problem. Water is a different thing, right? So I'm drinking, I'm drinking water during mine, but but not plain water, just the electrolyte. I'm doing following his system, doing what he says to do, and so far so good. I'm fine. A little hungry, but I'm okay. The saying says, growing trees is the best thing. It'll give fruits, veggies, woods, shade, and many other things. That's why growing trees is important for the modern world. Indeed. I agree. And trees are just beautiful, right? They're beautiful. They add beauty as well. Sagittarius says, I broke up with my boyfriend and now I'm eating everything in sight. I broke my diet. Yeah, well, I said, you know, two months ago I got stressed out with my babies and uh, health problems and I also went crazy. So just, you just got to get your, you know, oh well, made a mistake. Nothing you can do now, but you can just make a good decision now. Get control. Start doing the right thing again. Yeah, like Alexi says, uh, going back to the question about taking hormones to make your build big muscles. Hormones are useless if you don't compete with other athletes. It's just good food is enough. Yeah, right. You know, the people who are injecting those hormones like steroids and things, those are like, you know, prof tend to be professionals, although even amateur, com but they're competing. They're doing competitions. Um, if you're not competing... Even if you are competing, you have you need to understand the dangers. But uh, if you're not competing, you're not like like me. You know, it's crazy to do it. It's why why take that risk? It doesn't. It's no no point. Yeah, like Vladislav is saying, his dad. My dad says you should not get hormones for muscle growth. Yes, I agree. It will damage you, finally. Yeah, Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger took hormones, and he had uh, serious heart problems. He had to have heart surgery uh, later in his life. You know, it could have killed him. He's lucky he didn't, it didn't kill him, but he had, had to have serious heart surgery because of that. You should not. You should train not to become famous or the best lifter. Train just for yourself, for your health. Yeah, I think that's right. That's why I do it. I just enjoy it. It feels good. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, like Tomas says, eat what our ancestors ate. Yeah, that's right. They knew. All right, guys, I think it's about time. Okay, so thanks. So Zobadeh is giving me more details about Ramadan. Ramadan, people eat two meals at night after sunset before dawn. Thank you. Okay, got it. So there, yeah, basically when it's dark. So that would be almost what? That's that's more like a 12 to 14 hour fast, but every single day for a whole month. Right? So that's another kind of fasting. It's kind of similar to the, it's similar. So um, Cole Robinson has something very similar to that, but uh, well, not, it's not just him, actually. This is a, just a kind of fasting called uh, one meal a day, OMAD. You're just eating one time per day basically like a 23-hour fast. Um, and then again, like actually what Cole Robinson is more focused, I'd say he's more teaching about 48-hour fast, 72-hour fast, kind of put together. Sharwa says, I'm a vegan. Well, if you have, you know, people are different. My friends, Kristen and Joe, are both vegans. Uh one of them, I think, actually is having health problems, but the other one seems like they're doing fine. So, you know, different bodies respond differently. So the best thing is just try these things yourself and see the results. See the short-term results. Sometimes you get nice short-term results, but then later you get health problems. Um, so you got to look at both short-term and long-term, but just decide for yourself and test it with yourself. Uh, that's the best thing, you know, like Gandhi experiments with truth, experiment yourself. Don't you don't, it's too complicated. Like I don't even trust the science about it because it, nobody agrees. Nobody agrees on the best diet. You can read books that say vegan is the most healthy thing. It's the best diet for health. And then you will read and have people on YouTube saying the exact opposite that carnivore diet, only animals, only no plants is the best one. And they have all this science and stuff to support their argument. And then there's paleo and primal and uh, veg, just plain veg, which has dairy. Um, on and on and on and on. They all have good arguments. They all have studies. They all have, you know, science to support them. So how do you know what's true? Well, you just have to, you really just got to experiment. You got to try it yourself. But I think the basic rule for all of them is just eat real food. Eat real natural foods, like the kind of food our ancestors ate, right? All, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and thousands of years, what they ate, eat that stuff. That's a, that's a good start point. If you then want to do one of these other kinds of diets, you know, okay, try it. Just try it. See what happens. You're, probably, you're, probably, you're not going to die, I don't think, from trying one of these diets. Just try it. Do you feel better? Do you feel worse? You know, short term. And then longer term, as you try, if you try, keep going after a year, after two years, after three years. Well, are you feeling better? Do you feel better? Mental health, your emotions are, feel better. Your body feels better. Higher energy, um, lower body fat, better fitness. Great. It's a good diet for you. If not, well, maybe it's not a good diet for you and try something else. All right. It's time for me to go. I'm going to go ahead and go. I hope you enjoyed. Got some vocabulary. Review this video at the beginning, especially. Review the beginning of the video or audio for um, those words that I mentioned, some plant names and a few other vocab. 
Watch the David the Good interview again. Watch it a few times. You'll start, you'll kind of notice and understand a little more each time you replay. Do the same thing with the Acharya Ji interview. These are good, these are good chances because these are different people, not just me, talking. So they're using some different vocabulary, talking about some different topics, a little bit different accents maybe, different speed of speaking. It's a good opportunity for you to get some extra practice. Uh, listen to my follow-up videos and then watch the original interviews. And re- repetition's important. So, you know, if you listen to the Acharya Ji interview, for example, if you listen to that 10 times, you'll understand it a little more each time. If you listen to the David the Good interview 10 times, each time you'll catch a little bit more. It's, it's more beneficial, more helpful for you. All right, I'm going to go take care of a baby. You guys have a good night. Lots of love to you as always. And we'll be back. Remember next week, not today, we didn't do it, but next week we'll start our new book club, Brave New World. Hmm. An interesting book. Uh, an important book, I think. See you then. As always, join my VIP program. You must commit, of course. You must commit. Don't quit. You must commit to my VIP program today at EffortlessEnglishClub.com. Go there now to EffortlessEnglishClub.com and commit, don't quit.